0: Good morning and welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church and also all of you uh, that are uh, following us online. Uh, today we're going to start out our service with a hymn of serenity, I Am Thine O Lord, and it's number 358 if you're here in Sidman in the hymnal. standing uh, and uh, we're going to recite Psalm 119 uh, responsibly for our affirmation of faith you are righteous O Lord and your laws are right my zeal wears me out for my enemies ignore your words
1: you servant
0: Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts.
1: Your righteousness is everlasting and your law is spirit.
0: Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands give me delight.
1: Your statutes are always righteous. Give me understanding that I am David.
0: You can be seated right now uh, for the announcements. Um... Sunday eleven six uh, TCBY meeting at uh from five to seven and also um Sunday eleven twenty the baptism of Jacks Jackson Appley uh son of Noel, Noel and Brendan Appley. Um and that's about all the announcements for uh here for the charge pastor. Did you want to say more about that or, or just have me read that?
2: No, you read it.
0: Okay. Alrighty, I guess that's it for the announcements. Um, and if we can have the children come forward for the children's message.
2: Oh, what a sunny day it is! I, I, I can't read the words now. Good morning. good morning. How was everybody? Good. good. Yeah. You like this kind of weather?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. how's school going? Good. Good. Everybody always says good. Okay. We, we, you just had a test. What was it in algebra? Uh, Calculus. Spelling vocabulary in I had vocabulary every week. In the in the Hebrew class. But we're in our ninth class, and I'm twelve weeks behind. <laughs> That's the way it is. Well, I want to read you this story this morning. It we'll talks about Jesus loves children. Do we know who Jesus is? Do we know who children are? What are you three? This comes from the book of Mark or the book of Matthew. Some families were going to see Jesus. The parents wanted Jesus to pray for their children. The families walked and walked and walked. The parents carried the tired, tired little ones. No one wanted to stop. When they saw a crowd of people, they asked what did they ask? Is
1: Jesus
2: here? He was. The families hurried to where Jesus was. But as they got close to Jesus, Jesus' friends stepped in their way. The men said what? Stop. Don't bother
1: Jesus. Don't stop. Don't
2: bother Jesus. He's too busy to seek children. Go away. The children and parents were sad. Slowly they turned to leave. But Jesus saw what was happening. Jesus was not happy. He said to his friends, Let the children come to me. Never tell them to go away. What's that say? The last line.
1: God's kingdom belongs to the ones like these.
2: God's kingdom belongs to you you kids, okay then Jesus waved to the children and they ran to him he took them in his arms and held them he prayed for them Jesus was not too busy for the children he didn't want them to go away Jesus what Jesus loves children. Jesus loves children. You always have want to remember that, that you're loved by Jesus. Any questions? You're sitting there with your mouth open the whole time. Uh, no questions? No? Uh, let me offer you a prayer first, and then I'll give you the gifts I bought for you. Our gracious Father, we thank you for these young people who are here with us today. We wanted to let them know that Jesus loves them, as do all of us love them as well. And we pray all of us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. So did you go trick-or-treating already? Yeah. When was it, Thursday night? Yes. Yeah. ever heard of having Halloween trick-or-treat on the Thursday before Halloween, unless Friday was Halloween but tomorrow's halloween why don't you go out tomorrow night i know one reason why because you need all that chocolate and the teachers would have to put up with you for the rest of the week now they only had to put up with you being bouncing off walls on on friday okay what's the number boy he's anxious what's the number one candy in pennsylvania the number one trick-or-treat candy in pennsylvania so that's what I bought for you. No, I didn't buy Rusey, I I though. No, I, I, did. I did. I did buy
0: Rusey for you.
2: you. Take two of them. Take two. Take two. Take two. I got enough here to survive until next Halloween. You're welcome.
1: you. You're welcome. Thank
2: you. You're welcome.
0: At this time, if everybody would please stand, if you're able, um, for the hymn of love. Blessed be the tie that binds, and that is in two, page 286 in the hymnal or on the monitor here.
2: It is. Well, another week is gone. Tuesday is new month, the month of November. Then we're into the, uh, of course, some people think we're into the holidays now because of Halloween. Uh, any joys? Joy, joy, joy. Joys, joys, joys. What did he say? Yesterday he got his first deer. Oh, how'd you get with with a gun, with a rifle? No. No? You walked up to him and (laughs) bop in the nose. A crossbow? Oh, I'm staying away from you. A crossbow. How old are you? Eight. You got your first deer. You sure it was alive? I mean, it you sure it's a deer? It's not a, 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 a pigment of your imagination? pigment of your imagination? No? Geez, a crossbow. And you're able to hold that thing steady enough to shoot an arrow straight to go into it? Oh my goodness. I'll give you whatever you want if you come to my house trick-or-treating. But I don't have any candy. Well, I might have some candy left over. Any other uh, joys? Perched deer. (laughs) No wonder I don't see any deers around. I've been here 13 months now, I've seen four deer. Oh, the kid with the green hair, no, the red hair, no, the regular hair now.
1: Um, I just got my black belt.
2: I got a black belt too, but what's that mean?
1: What's that mean? Oh, mine's just
2: from Walmart or something like that. Your, your black belt in karate. <laughs> I'm
1: going
2: to stay away from you. You can light your own uh, a candle lighter from now on. I'm not going to touch it. Oh, my goodness. Any other joys? How about the concerns? We have a big concern that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, Duke, Thomas, your son. Okay, I'll read your mind. Thank you. Oh, in the back row.
3: Um, myself, I had um, suspicious um, test results, so I have to talk to the doctor. Well,
1: I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Oh, you
2: are? Good. Yeah. How do you want me to help you? Any other concerns? Oh, <laughs> hope we have one more.
1: Camden is still having issues with
2: Well, no wonder he lays there and his father's pushing his hair back. Now. Probably had problems with the scalp. Yes. <laughs> Did you eat your candy already? No? Oh, good boy, good boy. Any others? No? Thank you ma'am. So let us enter into our time of prayer as this music prepares us for our time of going into prayer, praying to God Almighty. We believe, all-powerful and wise Lord, that you arrange and direct all things, even the small and unpleasant things, to the increase of your honor and to the good of all those who love you. Please teach us to trust your goodness and accept your choices for us. Even when we cannot understand the choices, keep our hearts fixed on you. Let us do in everything what pleases you and then, in full surrender to your wisdom, leave the outcome entirely to you. Dear Lord, we pray for the law enforcement personnel. And the, and the, would that be talking to us, Lord? I don't even think it was in Hebrew, so thank goodness it wasn't, because I wouldn't understand what you're saying. We pray for the law enforcement personnel, and we pray for the for the military that, that's stationed throughout the, the world, especially our second lieutenant, Carl Smith. And we pray for health workers and, and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, community, and church. And we pray for the difficult time that our country is being, being put through. May we see the light at the end of the tunnel where things will be improving. We pray for the health issues that many people may be dealing with, that uh, they may need some strength, or they may need some encouragement in order to continue their, continuing their, their daily lives by de- having to deal with these health issues. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We also pray for any difficulties, troubles, problems, concerns, uncertainties that the members of this congregation are, are going through. We pray for uh, Thomas with his test results, and we pray for, for Camden. We offer a prayer for Blake and Tom and Roseanne Burkett. We pray for the Chobovic family, and we pray for the Ivaco family. Dear Lord, you've heard the, the prayers that, that we have. Now, if there was a name that come that came to the people's attention while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now.
1: Wayne, Ron, Jesus, Shirley, Dave, Harry, Kelly, Diane, Wilma, Joe.
2: We know that you've heard them call these many names out to you, dear Lord, today. There's many concerns on the hearts of the people here today. Let us now bring our prayer time to a close by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would our ushers please come forward to the presentations of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. gracious God we got the offertory up here to you today even though they had to skip and crawl and jump and everything else but it, it, it's God here dear Lord we thank you for these two young boys who are here to, to present this to you on behalf of these, uh, this congregation and we pray all of us in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior Master, Teacher and Friend and all three of us said Amen Now don't fall Please be seated, and since we're all in the auditorium, I want to remind you about the collection plate. Is everybody comfortable today? Comfortable in here? You know why you're comfortable? Because we got the heat on. You know where the heat comes from? Oil, okay? we got all three tanks were filled up a couple weeks ago, and it's $2,500 total, total bill. I've stopped turning the heat on when I go into the office over there. I turn on the electric heater that I uh, that that I brought in, which does the job after about an hour and a half. It's that first hour and a half when you're <laughs> when you're a little chilly. No, it does does a good job. So there's a, a a collection plate in the back for a donation to our to our oil oil fund. Do we have anybody who wants to be anointed today? Going once, going twice. You want to be anointed? Come on up. Oh, one one turns into three. Four, five, four, five, six. See how God's seeds grows. We started with one, and now we're up to uh, to six, up oh, 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 seven, eight. Hey, we have to be done by three o'clock. There's an answer service in here. Both of you, both of you, just in, just in. Okay. Let us pray. O God, the giver of health and salvation, we give thanks to you for this gift of oil. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on this gift so that those who in faith receive this anointing may be made whole in body, mind, and spirit. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You're the first one to raise your hand, so I'll, I'll do you first. And I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and be a blessing. Are you just here to support her? Uh, okay, okay, okay. You want to be anointed. Yes? I anoint you with this oil in the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go out and be a blessing, which you are. <laughs> you here for support or you want to be? You be anointed? Okay, I do going to say you have to get your hair out of the way there. I anoint you with, this, with the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and be a blessing. You again, huh? I anoint you with this oil in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Go and be a blessing. And you certainly are. I anoint you with this oil in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and go and be a blessing. Did I get everybody who wanted to be anointed? Okay, thank you all. We're going to do this again in January' is the next five Sunday month. There's also anointing for healing uh... there there are uh, pastors who have uh, who have services of healing specifically for that and they'll bring in people who will address the issue of of healing I've I've never felt myself as a healer so I just uh, anoint with oil I don't try to do it with the with with healing but you don't have to do it for that reason But I don't play that reading. Okay, the scripture reading that I picked for today, I think that's what's next. Because I think it shows to us, it's going to deal with what comes after it and the message, which path. It shows us the importance of God's word, which is found in the Bible. In the beginning was the word, And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The darkness, the light shines in the darkness. The sermon last week dealt with light and darkness. The light shines in the darkness We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The words to the people of God for the people, the words of God for the people, of God, thanks be to God. Well, I call this which path. Which path? Throughout all of this, how long it's going to last, I don't know. That's going to be up to you. The main thing that we need to do is to keep our eyes focused on Christ. You can't be diverted from that because are going to be attempts to divert you from that. You have to be careful. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, comfortable in this role I'm having to play today because it's more than just the, uh, 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 the pastor. Uh, I've, 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 uh, I've for for weeks. It, it preparing, coming up to this, and it was, uh, uh, what do I say, what am I going to do? So I went out and I tried, I went and asked for advice.
3: some good feedback regarding this presentation and many of you have requested that i make it available so that you can watch it again and or share it with friends and friends family and other congregation members so with that in mind let me just briefly introduce myself in case the reason why we're voting many of us uh, as congregations are voting quickly you might have just even heard about this and all of a sudden your congregation might be calling a vote within the next couple of months is because um, the plan is the rumor which it's it's on good authority from people I know and trust is that a lot of the more conservative leaning bishops will be replaced as they retire uh, by more tradition or sorry, less traditional, more liberal, progressive leaning bishops who will then um, make changes in the appointments. So a bishop holds the authority to appoint pastors to serve at each different church. Um, they can move us at will, and we as ordained clergy persons serve at the pleasure of the bishop. So for instance, I'm on leave of absence. I do so um, with the blessing of my bishop, and the um, you know everyone in my annual conference voted to approve that for me for another year. But conceivably, the bishop could call me out of my leave of absence and say, "Nope, you've got to serve," and I'm appointing you to you know this church in X Y Z city. And we are called to go where the bishop sends us. So if a more liberal bishop were to come in to what is you know thought of as a more conservative leaning conference they could make some changes that would fundamentally change the churches and might affect decisions about leaving or staying going forward so it's sort of a time to make a decision Um, things are going to change whether we want them to or not and we just need to be aware and intentional in that decision making okay so that's option one stay in the united methodist church recognizing that it's it's going to become more liberal or progressive in its expression of faith will it become that most um left-leaning where it's like We don't believe in Jesus anymore or the Bible. I don't know, but it's definitely a risk. Again, depending on who stays or who goes. Choice number two, to disaffiliate for a congregation to leave the United Methodist Church and join a more conservative or traditional leaning denomination. For most of us, that would look and feel like status quo because remember the current book of discipline is that more conservative, traditional expression of faith. That is what it has always been. That is how Methodism began. And that hasn't changed as expressed in our Book of Discipline. And so if you serve in a church where your pastors or pastor and lay people are adhering to the Book of Discipline, then it's probably not going to look a lot different for you to change. The difference would be, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Everyone's going to experience change. But the way you worship, your beliefs, the teachings the preaching that might that wouldn't change it would just be status quo for you if you happen to serve in a church or a congregation that is more liberal or progressive leaning and for whatever reason you know or maybe your pastor is but your congregation voted and decided to disaffiliate you might get a new pastor you know there might be changes Um, Some explanations of this. There's a website, goodnewsmagazine.org, which kind of talks through Wesleyan Christianity. Again, that is the traditional viewpoint. And two options that I've heard talk a lot about are the Free Methodist Church and the Global United Methodist Church. The Free Methodist Church has been around for a while You can visit their website and read about their history and their beliefs, but again, they align pretty closely with our current Book of Discipline in the United Methodist Church. The Global United Methodist Church is a new denomination that has been founded by people from within the United Methodist Church who, again, find this current situation untenable and have decided to create. A traditional conservative expression of Methodism uh, for the most part I believe and don't hold me to this please do research for yourself I believe their working book of discipline as they develop it looks very much like what we have currently um, the the views of human sexuality are this, the views that I've already taught you about from our current understanding um, just like ordination, high view of scripture, believe Jesus Christ is Lord. There will be some changes, especially when it comes to like how clergy are appointed and um, we have kind of guaranteed appointments if you're an ordained elder. That's gonna change from what I understand, perhaps the structure, um, what bishops are in control of, hopefully the the idea of accountability will be held to a closer account in that denomination but again i have provided these websites for you please please research for yourself and decide what you think and believe they, these are both great websites with lots of information on them a third option would be to become independent kind of like a non-denominational church um, for a little bit of time or for forever perhaps, you know, a church will vote and say, well, we know we we don't want to stay in the United Methodist Church because we disagree with this more liberal, leaning, more fundamental idea about, you know, more progressive, sorry, idea about Christianity. Um, but we're not quite sure yet where we want to go. We need time to discern that. That's okay. It is okay for this to take a while. These are big decisions. So perhaps you might say, well, for a year, we're just going to be independent. We're going to get our ducks in a row. We're going to pray and seek God's will and then make a decision. Um, I put a question mark behind forever because I feel like that would be very, uh, a big departure for a Methodist. We hold a high view of what we call connection. There's a reason we have been structured the way we are. We like accountability. We like that, um, you know, we are ministers in partnership with other clergy persons, that we have this network of resources that we can all share, um, that there is authority, you know, an authority figure who helps us in our leadership roles. This is kind of a hallmark of Methodism. So to be independent forever would really be a departure from our Methodist ideal. Um, So I can't imagine that forever although some congregations may, might make that decision but that's certainly an option that exists most congregations are going to vote the uh, membership-